This is Residence 104.4 FM. Flipping marvellous. How you doing? Tis I, Nicholas of Hennigan. Yes, Nick Hennigan coming at you once more on the airwaves and frequency modulated bits and of course ever more online at Residence FM and of course also now at BohemianBritain.com. Our new um, kind of mess of a website, really. There's blogs and videos and these radio shows, which is rather glorious to know, isn't it? Um, it's called Bohemian Britain. I've mentioned before because this this show, the podcast from Resonance FM, was voted the number two of the top ten Bohemian podcasts in the world to follow. Ooh. And then I got, I got thinking, what's a Bohemian podcast? Is that one where you're kind of starving when you make it? Mm-hmm. Or when you record it in a kind of a little garret at the top of a broken down establishment? Anyway, that was the result, and uh, Bohemian Britain is, uh, is going rather well, actually. We've got quite a few people now listening around the world, which is rather lovely. And if you are listening for the first time, then hello, how are you? Uh, well, now then, a word of warning. I celebrated, and in fact, I wrote a blog post about it, because one of the things when you start writing full-time mm, that tends to suffer is your credit rating. Yes, I know. Incredible, isn't it? What do you mean, they say? Computer says No. So I was delighted to actually get a phone contract for the first time in about 10 years. And I've had the phone for a month and I've had it nicked. Oh, yeah, yeah, what can you do? Yeah, of course it's not insured. I forgot that bit, didn't I? So my, um, I, if you see an iPhone 14 going cheap, iPhone 14 Pro, was it the big one? Yeah. Then uh, give him a smack. And what's even kind of more, and the reason I'm sharing this with you is, well, two things. One is beware. I was at the Curzon Cinema in the coffee bar which is one of my occasional Soho offices when I'm around. And a boy came in. He must have been about 14. Uh, I would say East European, judging by his accent, and showed me a piece of a, a paper, a newspaper. I mean, look at it. Give me, give me, give me. I didn't quite understand what he was saying. Give me a pound. But of course, he didn't really want a pound. What he did was he was putting a newspaper over my phone. And while I was distracted, he had it away. And I did think as a beggar, as someone that was sort of looking for, for money, I thought he disappeared quite quickly. And of course, it was a little bit later that I realised my phone had gone. And I've tracked it. It's in East London now. Would you like the address? <clears throat> no, maybe not. Even spookier, when I tracked it originally, um, it came up in a little park behind the Phoenix Theatre off Shaftesbury Avenue. So I went and had a look. Couldn't find it. And then uh, I popped into the local spoons to use the Wi-Fi to tell people I couldn't call them anymore. And I thought, I'll just have another quick look. And as I did, I went back to the park and this kid, the lad, walked around the corner. And uh, I came up behind him and I said, I know you, don't I? And whoosh, the look of terror on his face and off he shot. And there were two things, really. One is I'm going to build that into a story soon. <laughs> the other thing is, um, well, two things, no, three things, actually. I'm really not that for the next three years, I'm going to be paying 35 quid a month for something I haven't got or can't use. Uh, the other thing was uh, how it's kind of worrying, isn't it? I mean, you know, we know Oliver Twist and Fagin and all that kind of stuff. How is it that a boy of about 12 or 13, maybe 14, uh, is doing that? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they don't teach that at school, do they? And I was quite concerned for him. Um, and I'm also kind of glad. I actually thought at one point of grabbing him, but I thought, well, you can't, can you? Really, for all sorts of reasons. And then, as a mate of mine said, ah, it's only a phone. 
Uh, although, of course, it's become my main work tool. I don't record this, lads. Oh, my goodness. No, no, I've got very high posh road microphones and all sorts. Look at that. Listen to that. I'm stereo as well. Listen to that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, but I use it for everything else. But I should get another one. So just a word of warning, really. I, I, what's even kind of more galling is that a couple of three years ago, we were in Hammersmith Tube Station. Me and Emissies, the bird. Oh, so I shouldn't say that. I don't know. I'm just doing that provocatively. Um, and we actually watched a bloke who spread out a tube map, which apparently is the usual way of doing it, and asking a woman sitting at a table outside having a coffee for directions. And I saw his hand disappear under the thing and pick up his phone. And I sort of shouted and he ran off. Anyway, so I sort of should have been aware, but I wasn't. But I hope you are now. So look out for distraction. I think it's called distraction, um, you know, things, isn't it? <laughs> And as I say, yes, I've trapped me uh, my phone. I don't suppose I'm going to get it back, really. And uh, like I say, it is only a phone. And I, I'm oh, so I should turn this. I should turn my <laughs> turn my machines off, shouldn't I? Um, it is only a phone. And I also, I'm slightly more concerned about the, the boy who, who nicked it because um, it ain't a healthy place to be. Anywho, let's not too philosophical because today is one of our legendary request shows. That's as close as I get to rolling my drums. And uh, of course, uh, we do this every now and again. When I get enough requests, we just bung them all out. And Rachel has been in touch. Rachel lives in Chelsea. And she said, uh, it was Paddy's night, wasn't it? St. Patrick's Day. Of course it was. My surname's Hennigan. Yeah, I know a thing or two about a thing or two. And there's a lot of Irish, particularly in Westland, which is where I lurk. And uh, she said, I saw your video from the Raven pub in Hammersmith. Oh, did you? Yes, I occasionally do pop in there. Yes, it's near Stamford Brook Tube Station. That's my excuse. Uh, and uh, yes, it's kind of a, a groovy little place run by, by uh, a, an Irish lad. Um, and she said, I saw your video of the, the Irish dancers and it was great. And it suddenly occurred to me that you played a song ages ago by the Pogues, but it wasn't one of the established songs. It was about London and it rained. Could you play it again? Now, I think, Rachel, you're talking about The Pogues and A Rainy Night in Soho, which is a favourite song of, uh, in fact, The Raven Pub, the gaffer that runs it there. He's a, he's a big fan of The Pogues. Um, he said he's going to buy everyone a drink, uh, should any of them pass away. Uh, and Rachel said, that could you also play one or two, uh, at least one more of the more traditional Pogues songs? So, of course, Rachel. It's uh, St. Patrick's Day is always a celebration. Uh, my folks are from Mayo, in, uh, County Mayo. Uh, in in Ireland, a little place no one's ever heard of called uh, Bal uh, Bunny Conlon. There is there's a there's a fair there every year. You may know that. Yeah? And Bunny Conlon's fantastic. I mean, literally the high street. Well, it's about uh, two hundred yards long, and there's a petrol station on the one side. And up until a few years ago, and I've actually not been back for a few years. In in fairness, you there was one shop that was kind of the post office and the funeral parlour and the pub. And it, and literally that was the one shop you know uh, but it's gorgeous lovely beautiful place is ireland and so for you of course as you know the pogues i won't tell you what pogue mahone stands for because this show goes out in the daytime but look it up pogue mahone it's a bit of a joke and old sean and the pogues of course uh, came to uh, london and uh, did extremely well and uh, shane mcgowan was I haven't seen him for a long time, but he was a fairly resident denizen of Soho in central London. And that's why I think this is such a lovely song. I've been loving you a long time down all the years down 
holidays And I've cried for all your troubles Smile at your funny little ways We watched our friends grow up together And we saw them as they fell Some of them fell into heaven Some of them fell into hell I took shelter from a shower And I stepped in to your arms On a rainy night in Soho The wind was whistling all its charms I sang you all my sorrows You told me all your joy That old song To all those little girls and boys Morning, the ginger lady by my bed, covered in a cloak of silence. I'd hear you talking in my head. I'm not singing for the future. I'm not dreaming of the past I'm not talking of the first time I never think about the last Now the song is nearly over What it means Still there's a lot I hold before me You're the measure of my dream The measure of my dream
Ah, that's gorgeous, isn't it? Shane McGowan and the Pogues and a rainy night in Soho on this request show on Resonance 104.4 FM or also, as I say, on BohemianBritain.com if you missed the show live. And uh, that was for Rachel in Chelsea. And she also said, can you play something a little bit more traditional from the Pogues? <laughs> Go on then. On the 4th of July, 1806, we set sail from the sweet cove of Cork. We were sailing away with a cargo of bricks for the Grand City Hall in New York. Twas a wonderful craft, she was rigged for the laugh. And oh, how the wild wind drove her. She stood several blasts, she had 27 masts, and they called her the Irish Rover. We had one million bikes, of the best lawyer rights. We had two million barrels of stone. We had three sides of our blind horses' hides We had four million barrels of bones We had five million hogs, six million dogs Seven million barrels of ports We had eight million piles of old nanny ghost tiles And a whole of the Irish Rover There was old Mickey Cute Who played hard on his flute When the ladies lined up for a set he was tootled with skill for each sparkling quadrille Till the dancers were fluted and bet With his smart witty talk he was cock of the walk And he rolled the dames under and over They all knew at a glance when he took up his stance That he sailed in the Irish Rover So the leader was Hogan from Kelsey to Hull. There was Johnny McGurk, who was scarce to work, and a man from Westmead come along. There was Slugger O'Toole, who was drunk as a rule, and fighting Bill Tracy from Dover. And your man, Mike McCann, from the banks of the bank, was the skipper and the Irish Rover. For a sailor, it's always a bother in life. It's so lonesome by night and by day That he longs for the shore And a charming young whore Who will melt all his troubles away All the noise and the rout Swill and pudging and stout For him soon is done and over Of the love of a maid He is never afraid That our song from the Irish Rover we had sailed seven years when the measles broke out And the ship lost its way in the fog And that whale of a clue was reduced out the two Just myself and the captain's old dog And the ship stuck a rock, oh lord what a shock Oh it was turned right over Turned nine times around And the poor old dog was drowned
in Dublin's fair city Where the girls are so pretty I first set my eyes on sweet Molly Malone As she wheeled her wheelbarrow Through the streets broad and narrow Crying cockles and mussels Alive, alive, oh Alive, alive, oh Alive, alive, oh Crying cockles and mussels Alive, alive, oh She was a fishmonger And sure t'was no wonder for so were her father and mother before And they wheeled their burrow Through the streets broad and narrow Crying cockles and mussels Alive, alive, oh Alive, alive, oh Alive, alive, oh Crying cockles and mussels Alive, alive, oh She died of a favour And sure no one could save her And that was the end of sweet Molly Malone now her ghost wheels her burrow Through the streets broad and narrow Crying cockles and mussels Alive, alive, oh Alive, alive, oh Alive, alive, oh Crying cockles and mussels Alive, alive, oh Alive, alive, oh Had I the heavens embroidered cloths inwrought with golden and silver light, the blue and the dim and the dark cloths of night and light and the half-light. I would spread the cloths under your feet, but I, being poor, have only my dreams. I have spread my dreams under your feet. Tread softly, because you tread on my dreams. Ah, I couldn't help but slip that in. He wishes for the cloths of heaven by W.B. Yeats, uh, especially for Cal Hal Dallet on our request show. He didn't ask for it, but I know he'd like it. Uh, Cal Hal is a, um, an Irish poet, him and his wife, Anne-Marie, and they've uh, done a great job with um, kind of immortalising W.B. Yeats, who was spent a large part of his formula, uh, sorry, his, his form of two years here in West London, in Chiswick or Bedford Park, more exactly. Uh, there's a fantastic enwrought light sculpture, uh, which was taken from the 
poem. Uh, and if you're a regular to this show, you'll know we covered it in the opening. Uh, and if not, go to bohemianbritain.com and have a look back through the archives. Uh, there's a lot of people there. There was the... Uh, oh, I won't go on about it now. But have a look. Have a look. And um, WB Gates, um, there's now a, a trail which you can use with a smartphone. Don't mention smartphones! I know I'm never going to get it back. But what about the thief? He was so young. Anyway, okay. So, if you've got a smartphone, or maybe I will again one day, um, then check out the trail that starts around Bedford Park. Bedford Park was one of the first kind of artist colonies in West London when the trains arrived, I believe. And WB Yeats spent a large, uh, a large part of his um, uh, boyhood there. And in fact, one of his more famous poems called The Lake of Innisfree is allegedly, quite likely, inspired by Chiswick 8. Now, if you watched the boat race the other day, I went down there briefly for it. When I had a phone, I did a little video, which I was going to put on bohemianbritain.com. But my phone's got nicked. Did I mention my phone's got nicked? Hey, All right. Uh, yeah. But apparently the, there is a, a rumour, more than a rumour, a strong case that the uh, the poem Lake, uh, The Lake Isle of Innisfree which I believe he wrote in about 1937, was motivated by Chiswick 8. And Chiswick 8 is this funny little island in the middle of the Thames. So if you ever see the boat race, uh, which was on what, last weekend, as we say this now, in the uh, 30th of March. Uh, sorry, uh, not the 30th of March. Where are I? Uh, end of March, anyway, uh, 2023, because I know people listen to this at various times. Um, you'll see it, and it's kind of a little islet. And it's um, it's called Chiswick 8. It's, spelled, it's not spelled 8 at all. Yeyat. <laughs> I used to get that wrong a lot when I first came to London. Uh, but um, uh, it's interesting that that little island in the middle of the Thames, well, actually not in the middle of the Thames, sort of on the side of the Thames, was apparently the inspiration for this rather beautiful poem by W.B. Yeats. I will arise and go now and go to Innisfree and a small cabin build there of clay and wattles made. Nine bean rows will I have there, a hive for the honey bee, and live alone in the bee lound glade. And I shall have some peace there, for peace comes dropping slow, dropping from the veils of the morning to where the cricket sings. There midnight's all a glimmer, and noon a purple glow. An evening full of the linnet's wings. I will arise and go now, for always night and day I hear lake water lapping with low sounds by the shore, while I stand on the roadway or on the pavement's grey. I hear it in the deep heart's core. Another emblem there, that stormy white but seems a concentration of the sky. And like the soul, it sails into the sight. And in the morning's gone, no man knows why. And it's so lovely that it sets to right what knowledge or its lack had set awry. So arrogantly pure, a child might think. It can be murdered with a spot of ink. Sound of a stick upon the floor. A sound 
at somebody that toils from chair to chair, beloved books at famous hands of bound, old marble heads, old pictures everywhere, great rooms where travel men and children found content or joy, a last inheritor where none has reigned that lacked the name and fame or out of folly into folly came. That was a rather old recording, wasn't it? But uh, brilliant. W.B. Yeats there reading his poem, The Lake Isle of Innisfree. Allegedly motivated, encouraged, inspired by Chiswick 8 in West London. As I say, if you get to West London, come out of Turner and Tube, turn right, and you'll see the church there with the enwrought light sculpture. And uh, take your phone. If you've got one! I won't go on about that, no. And uh, follow the trail, it's brilliant. I might actually try and do it and report back to you um, later on this year um it's our fire request show and our final request comes from pete pete said i saw your rather brilliant romeo and juliet in the tabard theater or oh, year before last i think it was the year before last wasn't it oh thanks pete yeah but i mean that was a while ago he said you had this real kind of banging song at the start could you play it for me i think i know what you mean pete
in status no more idols and that's it we've run out of time i'll see you next week this is resident 104.4 fm